Oh, hello guys and welcome to episode 17 of the Caged In podcast with me, your host Petros Patsilovus. And this episode I'm going to be joined by Ethan Valentine O'Connell, who is a really good friend of mine, but we'll get into that once, yeah. It's just, um, we recorded this episode a couple of weeks ago and it was a lovely, glorious day. Uh, weather's just got better, it's fucking roasting here in Brighton, the weather is bloody lovely and yeah, I feel like going forward, like this is the... <laughs> From this point on, so next week's episode, episode 18, will be Deadfall. This one was Amos and Andrew. And next week's one, um, yeah, so the last like five or so, I kind of recorded in about three, three to four weeks stint really quick. Like, kind of got a backlog. And I've kind of lost that momentum. So I kind of had a couple of weeks off. And... This week, I've got to get back on it. Um, I'm still trying to find a guest, so because I've heard that Deadfall is a really fucking mental one, so I don't really want to do it solo, but I should have something lined up. And as soon as I know who it's going to be, you guys will know. So don't worry about that. I want to say a massive thank you to everyone as well who entered the first Caged In competition uh the winner will be announced today which is tuesday the 20th of june so if you're listening in the future which i imagine a lot of you will be yeah that would have been announced on instagram and you didn't have the chance to enter and sorry but maybe in the future i'll run another competition i don't know see what see what other free stuff i can blag again massive thank you to the guys at pitch house cinema and especially the duke of york cinema in brighton for hooking me up with those two free tickets that i can give to you guys so um yeah i'm gonna i'm really fucking hot and i don't know i'm probably gonna have a twister lolly and just have i don't know just just not sweat loads um so yeah the episode coming up are going to be interesting to record because if the weather is going to stay like this it's going to add added pressure it's going to not just be people enduring Nicolas Cage films it's going to be people enduring heat the added body temperature like trying to talk trying to be impassioned trying to be funny whilst battling with the glorious glorious sunshine that is beating down upon us but i'm sure we will power through all in the name of that is the ridiculous nature of nicholas cage so let's kick a theme tune and get into the fucking episode catch you later guys feels like i've been awake for days watch a film starring nicholas cage could be shit or it could be fun valley girl face off an army of one deadful corner lord of war the wicker man trespassing so many more know how it starts i don't know how it ends the first ten are solo then it's me and some friends no distractions no expectations over the weeks hear my frustrations i guess the podcast is about to begin i'm your host petra plasilavis and i'm caged in so, guys, today we are talking about Amos and Andrew. It was released in 1993, so I would have been two years old when this film came out. Um, yeah, never fucking heard of it. Uh, I'm actually joined uh, by a guest today, who is a good friend of mine, Ethan Valentine O'Connell. Hello! Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Ethan's just a friend of mine that I've known for a good few years now and just like we've always talked about films so I couldn't have thought of anyone better to get on the podcast to just, I don't know, join me on this fucking crazed journey. Like, Thank you for having me, man. Then, no worries. <laughs> um, yeah, so as always, ask everyone, like, have you seen this film before? I've never even heard of this film before. Oh, that's perfect. I've never, yeah. I would have been one when it came out, so yes. yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't know... Uh, that's always a good thing. I've like I've I've been chatting to a couple of people online about uh, arranging episodes and stuff like that, and they've been saying like, um, 
oh, do I need to know anything about the film? It's like, the less you know about the film, it tends to work out for the better. Like, <laughs> um, just because, I don't know, yeah. Um, some of these ones that I've never seen before have just been real funny. They've been real fun to watch. Uh, yeah, like, I'll give you a bit of context as well. While we're recording this, it is a fucking glorious sunny day here in Brighton. It's the it's the right day in which to sit on your doorstep and eat a clip, I might. Yeah, which we have done. We have done. We've done that, but now we are holed up in a darkened room. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, yeah, like a couple of weirdos. Like, uh, obviously the blinds are closed. One, because you get glare on the screen. And two... Just don't want, just don't want the general public looking through the windows because it just looks fucking mental. Two guys talking into microphones in a in a lounge. I don't know. It just how fucking egotistical we would look from the outside. Uh, but yeah, like it's probably like time. Quit the rambling, and we're gonna put our feet up, turn our phones off. Yep. And get raging with Cage. Right, so the film has now been watched. And, oh, it's like a little, little, we had a fucking adventure of our own. Yeah, it it took a bit of time for us to actually manage to watch this, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had our own suburban nightmare, as it was. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Which uh, will be explained in great detail what that actually fucking means. Uh, So I thought we'd lucked out with this one because um, I saw it was on YouTube and I was like, great. It's like, I could watch it. Like, I don't know how legal that is, but... (laughs) Yeah, great, we can watch this on YouTube. Started to watch it, realised the picture was backwards. So, left was right, right was left. The credits were facing the wrong way. Started about like a minute in as well. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, they had... Whoever, the shyster, the old knock-off <laughs> Nigel had put this online and cut off all of the like studio credits at the beginning. I guess there's even more reason to try and get away with it, maybe, yeah. I don't know, but... I kind of got away with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, um, yeah, I thought we'd go even more illegal, just try and stream it online. That wasn't working. And the picture, picture was literally 1080 potato, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then I was like, great, uh gonna have to rent this film uh tried tried itunes um turns out my card details weren't right so i had to update those go to try and do it on my laptop what do you know the internet just decides to have a fucking meltdown it just went kaput and we were pretty much sat for at least uh, 45 minutes to an hour waiting for the internet to sort its fucking shit out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we've had an ordeal before we even got into this film. Yeah, it was an adventure within itself, I yeah, guess. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we were, we were primed and ready for what this film had to had to offer. Like, um, I kind of, kind of, a, before we, before we, like, talk about the film fully and like dissect it fully yeah i kind of at the end i kind of had like what i would put on the back of the dvd case so okay i've never done this before i just put like um like two unlikely foes end up becoming brothers in this suburban nightmare <laughs> like that's all you need <laughs> and like yeah i, I go with that yeah, <laughs> yeah. cool well <laughs> You had that, like, let's get back to, yeah. Oh, first of all, did you enjoy this film, I actually really enjoyed it. I didn't anticipate on... I mean, uh, like, I mean, we both knew nothing going on. Yeah, well, yeah, we just looked We just looked at the main poster, and it's pretty much like a typical 90s buddy movie. Not necessarily buddy cop movie, but like a buddy movie with, you know, Sam Jackson kind of posing on the front. Nicolas Cage looking like a bit of a bad boy as well, and, like... (laughs) What is going on here? Yeah, so um, yeah, I enjoyed this as well. I fucking paid seven ninety nine on <laughs> I iTunes. Hope you did. So the pressure was on even higher. Like most of these films that I've bought, I got for like fifty p cx or like I got them off eBay. They don't even come in 
DVD cases, but that's that's another story altogether. But this film, so it opens with um, what's the song that's playing? Uh, Beyond the Sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Sam Jackson, he's uh, kind of on a ferry boat with his car, yeah. like going over to an island. It's not really, not really explained, but like you kind of you kind of get the gist of what's going on. Pretty yeah, quickly. it's not massively explained whereabouts the island is, to be honest. But it seems to be, I guess, it's kind of close to New York. I guess. Yeah, it's like so, upstate yeah. New York, that kind of thing. It's like an affluent neighborhood. Like you kind of yeah. see. The the yeah it looks I've written down in my notes it looks like an idyllic neighbourhood you've got like um, yeah. you've got like a family living their life a guy on like the sit on lawnmower obviously a sign that people have got money yeah <laughs> a classic sit on lawnmower <laughs> like come on like he's not he's not pulling it he's not yanking it up trying yep. to start that bad boy he's got a click, little click key um, I kind of felt like that that though would come I don't know I wanted that to be brought back that like sit on lawnmower yeah. <laughs> that would be like a part of the escape as it were uh, but um yeah you see this like you see this couple and you see him like driving through and oh you forgot we do get a brief glimpse of Nicolas Cage before oh, yeah. all of this doing a handstand in a jail cell yeah 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 and he kind of <laughs> gets let out to like they say that you've got one call like, yeah I'm not sure, like, if that's supposed to establish that he's just been arrested, or yeah, because I figured, like, you know, you get you get your one phone call and then you get put in your jail cell. But it seems a bit, oh yeah, 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 like, yeah. I don't know. It kind of seems like he looked like he looked at home there. He looked like he'd been there before. Like, I think they're establishing yeah. quite early on. He's a bit of a jailbird. He's he's in and out of these yeah. places. Um, but yeah. Sam Jackson, uh, who plays Andrew Sterling, so yeah, I'll call him Samity Sam Jackson, <laughs> Sam J, or we might just call him Sterling or Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> yeah, like we've put it out there of how we're gonna address him throughout this review breakdown of this film. Mm. He pulls up to the house, uh, it's cut back between that and uh, Nicholas Cage making a phone call, which finds out he's uh, he's trying to order a pizza. Yeah, like, uh, to the police station. <laughs> he's a man after my own heart. I think if I had one call, like, <laughs> sorry, mum, like, but I'd be, yeah, sorry, Emma, I'd be ordering a pizza. <laughs> oh, I love me some pizza. Um, <laughs> and um, there's like an old couple assume because they see a car parked in the driveway. Yeah, that's. Um, Sam Jackson is going to be like their old friends who used to live in that house, yep. not realising that he's the new owner. You kind of see a scene of the dog rummaging around in the bushes and it not- like you notice a sold sign that's been knocked over. Yeah. And um, they instantly <laughs> assume because he is a black man in this affluent neighbourhood with a he, stereo in his hands. Well, yeah, with a stereo. Bloody hell, it's racist. <laughs> I don't know what's oh, going through their minds. I like, know. Oh, you know, these black people, they love their music. <laughs> Probably that rap music. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, yeah, they're a couple of like busy body yeah, like one of them's a lawyer, the other one... Actually, is the woman's um, job rather? No, I don't think no. it's right. I think they just kind of... This is like their summer home. Yep. Yeah, and they're like straight away, like things go from naught to 100 because they call yeah. the police and they come out in full force. Like as <laughs> soon as they hear it's a black man in a house, they're fucking out there. They're armed to the teeth. Yeah. They're like circling the house. Um. You find out as well that the police chief is running for commissioner, which I feel like plays a big point in this film. Cause she's like a billboard. Yeah, I, I actually put that down in my notes as just Cecil Tolliver, which I believe is his name. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I was just sort of like, okay, that's instantly going to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so like, later on. it's kind of like, yeah, him running for commissioner plays a massive factor in this film yeah. and so does fucking racial stereotype yeah um i 
As you were saying, I'm not too sure if this film will get made today. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely no. not. Like, like, the thing is, it's scary how relevant this film is in like the current like political or like, yeah, the last few years. How cut, yeah. like, cutting this film like relevant it is. It's like I don't know. Yeah, stop being racist, guys. It's yeah, not nice. Come Love on. each other. <laughs> um, one of the guys as well, like, yeah, so I've written down my notes, the police are going overboard. Yeah, even including uh, Brad Dorif's character deciding to put mud on his face, which... Yeah, <laughs> again, again, looks like politically very incorrect. It looks like he's blacking up as yeah. well. Um, yeah, it's fucking nuts. Uh, that's one of the things as well, is the like, busybodies tell the police that they assumed that the car that they saw past them was the car of one of the kids of the previous owners mm. so they're automatically thinking ah oh, shit hostage situation yeah not just a stereo loving <laughs> nope <laughs> nope home invasion. home invasion yeah exactly um and then the press turn up as well, which I just got in my notes. Uh, guy with mental eyebrows. Those eyebrows, they look groomed for that. Yeah, 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 like yeah. they're generally groomed, like in horns. Like <laughs> it's crazy old man brows. <laughs> um, the police then get a direct line into the house and like trying to speak to who they think is one of the kidnappees and like. Turns out that it's Sterling. They don't realise that. They're kind of at first like, yeah, someone tried to shoot at me. Like, oh my God, what's going on? And then it kind of clicks with the chief that, oh shit, we've been shooting at... An innocent man. An innocent man. (laughs) Uh, Andrew Sterling. Turns out he's like an author. like Activist. Yeah, yeah, he's a real big deal. Like, not only is he like just a a black man, he is a very important and like famous... Yeah, man yeah. in general. Yeah. And uh, they have fucked up. up. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, instead of... Like, this, for me, I thought... I thought, oh, like... I thought that was going to be the crux of the film. Like, this whole mistaken identity of him. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because I was kind of thinking, like... Oh, how does, how does Nicolas Cage come into play? Yeah. Oh, this is how he comes into play. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, yeah, as I was saying, the chief is running for commissioner, so... He doesn't want to, you know, admit defeat on this, you know, he doesn't want to look bad, so he yeah, tries he to set up like this... Yeah, like a racist. Like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he tries to set up, like, this whole scenario where it turns out that Nicolas Cage is the one who did the whole kidnapping and whatnot, and we start to see, like, a little bit more background into Cage's character, too. Like, um, you know, like, you know, they because they run down all the stuff about Yeah, him. yeah, yeah, that he's, that he's been locked up for. And like, yeah, and uh, there's some... There's some unsavory... Like, yeah, he's an unsavory yeah. character. Like, for a film that is predominantly, like, I'd say a comedy... Yeah. Um, it's like, you fled with an underage girl. I don't feel like that part had to, like... Yeah. Like, it takes his character from just being, like, I don't know... A lovable rogue, maybe? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. like, I don't know. Like, as soon as you put in something like that, I don't know, if there, it's, it's like finding out the, like, the sticky bandits from um, Home Alone are child molesters. It's like, yeah, hey, that's like, you don't no have one to do that. that. Come on, they, you've established they're bad guys anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, yeah, he's kind of an anti-hero in this as well. So, like, yeah. it didn't need, it didn't need the, like... Pervert side. No, of it. I'm not sure if that was like a stipulation from Cage because he's a weird guy. Like, <laughs> like he, I don't know. It's like maybe he just went like, "Don't worry, I'll figure out this character. I'll bring to you what crimes he would have committed." Like, yeah, um, yeah. I'd, also, definitely... I'd also notice a tattoo on his arm, but it, uh, but at the same time, it didn't bring up any relevance later on, which was just a four ball that just says "play" underneath yeah, on his yeah. bicep, and I was just like, "Oh, I wonder if that's going to turn up." Well, I even put it in my notes, but like. No, no, nothing. All, all them tattoos uh, just look like they're made, like done in biro. Yeah, <laughs> literally seconds before they started filming. Yeah. Like, they look awful. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, they send in. So they, yeah, their plan is in a bit more detail. They say to Amos, "You will that Nicholas Cage's character." Hmm. They say to him, "You will go in, pretend to like." 
pretend to keep yeah pretend that he is your hostage and then when we say like come out come out and uh, you'll come out you'll get on the next bus and you'll hop foot it over to Canada and everything will be fine like yeah you'll be you'll just be like, yeah like your name will be clear basically mm. my name will be clear you're fine uh that would be fine and dandy of course but uh this film is an hour and 40 minutes long so obviously yeah. things aren't going to go to plan nope. <laughs> so um yeah amos again like to make him look like the guy who had shot at sterling he's yep. then black faced up <laughs> pushed into the house given a shotgun which is what you do to a, like a criminal you just like, arm him yeah. send him into a house make things dangerous for Someone already. <laughs> the logic, like, I think, yeah, as much as I enjoyed this film, logic was definitely left at the door. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I think that happened in the writing room. I think, like... Yeah. I, I think it's fair to say, like, uh, the the police... The, the police just resembled to me the police from, like, Police Academy or something. Like, yeah, definitely just... Just bumbling buffoons, <laughs> like... It was like a, yeah, it was like a rogues gallery of idiots. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's pushed into the house. He tapes up Andrew. Um, the actual press turn up because those busybody wankers. Yeah, uh, they're just like, like you know freelancer kind of people. You know. No, like... no, no. Those the, like the couple who live next door. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Had yeah. been like, ah, oh, this isn't enough. We oh. want to know what's going on. Yeah, we're going to call like the national news while smoking weed. By the way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like a. Actually, yeah, like a weird plot point. Or, yeah, they're like they're, they're like a real straight laced couple, or yeah. are they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they're DBing away. Uh, um. So the press turn up, and then all I've like I've got here in my notes. I'm not sure it's not relevant to the film in any way, but it just cuts to inside the house, and Nicolas Cage is sitting on a like dresser, but it's really fucking high. Like it's like I don't know. Yeah, it's a good like three meters off the like no not three meters. That's that's, that's way fucking. High. Uh, it's a good like two meters off the ground. If like, like that two meters quite I, I don't know yeah. <laughs> it's a real high dresser yeah. but he's sat right on top like like intimidating Andrew like he's poor guy taped up um and then like he looks on TV and sees that the commit like yeah the chief has pretty much sold him down the river yeah and so now Cage feels like right I'm gonna take matters into my own hands now. This is a kidnapping. Yeah, exactly. So, like, goes outside of the door. Like, well, yeah. Why? Why is it that he has round um, Sam's neck? I have no idea. It's like some weird, like, wire kind of thing. It looks like a wire coat hanger. Yeah, like, with um, like those. Yeah, like a plastic tubing on it. Yeah. 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 And so, like, yeah, like, um, yeah, have him to the front door. Shotgun aimed at his head and demands a million dollars and a helicopter. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what every guy asks for. Yeah. Like, he's definitely read the, the kidnapper's handbook. <laughs> like, um, yeah, like, uh, and then, like, the ch- like, it's very soon after the mm. chief muscles his way into the house. And, yeah. Um, Drops drops the N bomb pretty. He's like, we don't want this. I'm gonna say neighbor because <laughs> oh, it's actually got a little bit of backstory. Uh, me and Ethan like avid hip hop fans. Yeah, avid hip hop fans. Been friends for yeah, as I said, friends for a few years, and like we kind of like joked about saying like it's always that hard thing being a hip hop fan. And, like, wanting to rap along, but obviously, like, being, like, having a very, like, liberal mind. Very and obviously, yeah, yeah. Don't want to don't, don't offend nobody. Like, no. I've, always, I've always had the conversation, like, going to rap concerts. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to sing along? 
Ethan came up with a great idea of. I a... don't know if I definitely no? came up with this idea. No, I won't take full credit for it. Um, but it's something that was kind of like made up of me and a bunch of friends uh, that we just started saying uh, neighbor instead. Actually, no, I think I do know. I might. No, I can't remember it right now, but I think I'm. Once I get the story right, I might try and bring it back up again later. But yeah, pretty much a friend of mine did kind of introduced me the idea of saying the word neighbour instead because it kind of sounds a bit similar and it still does work within, you know, rhyming and whatnot. And so, yeah, and also it's quite a friendly way of saying the word as well. Yeah, yeah, and obviously it doesn't have the same connotations. Of course, yeah. um, Yeah, it's a little tip for your white boys out there. Yeah, so he's like kind of flying off the chain saying, hey, we don't want this neighbour around here. Yeah. You just shoot him, it would be a good thing anyway. Yeah. Uh, kind of turns out he's like kind of bluffing a bit. Um, and then um, he kind of like apprehends Amos, gets Amos, him down yeah. on the ground and then says, oh, like says to Andrew, like, oh, oh sorry, sorry about... about that. Sorry about that neighbour thing. Like, yeah. obviously I was just playing. And uh, Andrew says, neighbour that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> While smacking him over the head with a frying pan, which like um possibly my favourite line in this film. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> it was amazing. It, 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 it comes up again as well. Um, if you can find a clip of it on YouTube, just go for it, or just watch the film. To be honest, yeah, watch the fucking film. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> um, yeah, and what like the chief doesn't realise is now that he has given Amos not one. But two hostages. Yeah. Because he's a fucking buffoon. Like, he just <laughs> cut his losses and got out of this so long ago. He could have just took the rap and said, you know what? We made a mistake. We shot at a man's house who is not at fault at all. But no. No. They've, they've digging deeper. Deeper into the quagmire of filth. I just realised something as well. I think it comes up around this time. We're like looking at my notes. Um, they start showing some of the news reports of uh, what's going on right now. Yeah. And they show like different people. Um, you know, like usually in films, like you see people like, you know, like reacting to news and stuff. Yeah. And we see this great image of a character who's played by, for those Breaking Bad fans out there, uh, the guy who plays Gus Fring. Yeah, is in Gina Carlo Esposito. Thank you. So yeah, he's in this, and he plays. Well, shall I say what they? You find out what, who he plays later on. I know or? he plays like yeah. a kind of evangelical, like reverend church leader. Yeah, yeah. yeah, who's you know very passionate and whatnot. And his introductory scene is him getting a manicure. Yeah, manicure and a perm. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> he's like kind of like. Uh, like I told you you'd have problems with all those white liberals out there. <laughs> we're gonna have to we're gonna have to come sort this out. Uh, yeah, it's fucking great. It's like one of the best introductions in a film, yep. apart from handstand cage in a cell. Yeah, uh, <laughs> obviously. Um, and then um, Amos and Andrew go for a run, leaving yep. the house empty with the police chief yep. taped up inside. The buffoons outside have no idea. Yep, about this. they still think that the um, yeah, that Amos and Andrew are still in there. Uh, they get a negotiator in there um, to kind of talk to them. Yeah, as yeah, well. which is played by um, Bob Balaban. Yeah, who's, uh, just fucking great in this. Like really understated. Just kind of his name's Doctor Fink. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and yeah, he's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, they go they go to the neighbor's house, which are the two like. Two busy bodies, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, their dogs there, and like Andrew's like, oh shit, it's that dog from earlier. Like, yep. fuck. And then um, <laughs> it's kind of a surreal scene of like uh, Amos trying to get him to shake the dog's hand. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he's kind of like, uh, he's like, oh, no, I can tell that dog's racist. He's like, yeah, no, it's not racist. Like, no, but it will be now if you don't shake his hand. <laughs> <laughs> a pretty funny line uh, yeah so they're like right, like looking around the house trying to look for the car keys and, uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, they go into the bedroom first of all opens like he opens the top drawer yeah he opens the top drawer pants. and finds yeah some panties and lingerie and stuff which cage in the most cagey way possible just like takes them takes just a handful of lingerie and just 
Huh. <laughs> and they said, well, it doesn't look like any car keys are in there. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, even more so. Yeah, like looks... the next drawer they look at, top drawer, it's like a pristine, like, layout, like, display of dildos. Dildos, <laughs> butt plugs, what, what, whatever you could want, they got it. These people are kinky freaks. <laughs> Um, and then you look in the cupboard underneath that. Yeah, and there's just like tons of bondage gear. There's like whips and chains and like kind of gimp masks and stuff like that. To which uh, Andrew has an amazing line, which is just like your typical, like, I don't you'd imagine it in a sitcom of like, yeah. wah, 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 at yeah. the end of it, which is like, white people. <laughs> Almost, I should have like been followed with like a wink to the camera, yeah, and, like a little little nod, <laughs> and like the circle coming in, like the end of a Looney Tune episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, like back down in the lounge, they, uh, yeah, Amos finds like the butt of a joint and is smoking yeah. it in the uh, in the ashtray. Like, yeah, one thing I wanted to say about this film is um, that, like. As much as it's like a comedy, it kind of has like it's broken up with these kind of, I don't know, deep-ish conversations about race and about their like backgrounds and stuff like that. Yeah, so like this brings up a whole thing where, um, yeah, uh, Cage's character um, like offers, um, yeah, offers uh, Sam Jackson's uh, character a bit of the joint and he's all like, oh, you know, not every black guy does drugs and stuff like that. Um, And then what was... What was the lead-in towards the... Um... Well, he tells a story then. Of, ends up with Kate and a story about sea monkeys. Yeah, well. and he kind of goes on about, like, his whole, like, family background and saying about how, like, you know, he wanted... You know, he wanted his family to be as happy as the ones who were on the uh, on the front cover of the Sea Monkeys. Yeah, adverts, and if quite, you know, yeah, quite but filthy. But if you know real Sea Monkeys guy, they're horrible. They're disgusting. <laughs> they're like amoebas. They're like... They're like people's real families. <laughs> I've got a lovely family. I'm joking. Doing it for comedy effect. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, and then ice. Oh, he, he then he then radios the cops, and yes. like uh, again, like there's some killer lines from Cage in this because they're kind of like like saying like you should come out and stuff like that, like like. Yeah, come out of the house, and he just like out of nowhere, just like, what if I said we're not in the house? <laughs> it's just like I would definitely, yeah. Ah, there must be if there is a compilation like video of clips for this, I will definitely post it on social media, guys. So. <laughs> keep up to date with I'm surprised that. I haven't seen like any scenes from this in like all of those like just cage compilations anyway yeah, yeah like cage well the, the most famous cage compilation is obviously cage loses his shit yeah that's... he doesn't really lose his shit in this he's kind of like quite composed like yeah he just had the odd moments here and there yeah exactly and um but they're great like, yeah this is the, like that's the thing I have um I've developed uh, a love for Nicolas Cage. Like, someone, someone like, I, yeah, just sort of like, someone the other day on Twitter said to me, like, oh, like, you're, you're cage bashing. Or th- their <laughs> words were, you're bashing the one true God, which, uh, for those of you who don't know, is like a subreddit group uh, all about Nicolas Cage called one true god I didn't actually know this yeah I'm a I'm an active member myself nice <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah and I had to kind of explain to him that like well, I just said like I'm not doing, I'm not trying to bash anyone with these like I'm no, just like you're giving your honest opinion yeah and film but films are absurd anyway like yeah. the concept of films are absurd anyway. and like I started this whole thing out of like intrigue and like kind of a love of films, whether they be good or bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love all the Fast and Furious films. Yeah. Not a lot of people do. I love bad films. Yeah, they're just <laughs> nuts. <laughs> so, so, like, yeah. But, yeah, just kind of wanted to... Wanted to get that point out there. That, like, obviously, yeah, I'm not... I'm not, like, when I'm talking about Nicolas Cage in these ways, it's yeah. not coming from, like, he's a shit actor. Yeah, it's not a negative no, thing. No, no, these films, they, like... <laughs> This this is proof that it is 
he's fun. Like yeah. he doesn't take himself too seriously, and he's carved out a niche for himself. And you yeah. cannot knock the guy for that. No. Um, yeah. So Andrew then tells Amos a story about his dad, about like um, how his dad didn't like kind of didn't want him to be like the other yeah because he it's kind of brought up because Amos says to him I bet you've got like a white wife yeah and he's like kind of kind of explaining himself of how he came from like a very well well off background but like his his dad was an accountant his dad before him was an accountant it's kind of expected of him to to go to college and stuff like that yeah and uh, there's a whole thing also about like how um you know when yeah when uh when andrew did try to you know be a little bit more within you know that gap kind of culture and whatnot you know his dad washed his mouth out with soap yeah, and, yeah. you know because it was like it was kind of like you know because his dad wanted kind of like the best for him yeah, yeah. I guess. it's kind of yeah. kind of it's kind of that weird thing like this film yeah as i said it's kind of odd tonally because it does have these moments like of kind of slapstick and outlandish comedy, but then these kind of like almost tender moments of kind of actual race issues in a way, in a way, yeah, yeah. Like, which I kind of appreciate. Yeah, yeah, race and class issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because like, with like in like the film is very aware of like you know the subject that it's tackling, and I guess it is trying to show that like they're not trying to take it too lightly. You know, they're just like you know we do know that this is a serious issue, and yeah, yeah. you know we want to you know actually light upon it. So what does our main man Amos do? Orders a pizza. <laughs> That's what he did. Of course. That's what he did. He didn't get his pizza earlier. Which there is a brilliant actual throwback to that film when he is yeah. in, when when the chief gives him the plan. Um yeah, like he's leaving he's leaving the police station and, and you see the girl actually going into police station with the pizza in yeah, hand. Yeah. And he's like he kind of like gives a little wry smile. And you see like <laughs> I don't think he necessarily needed this character like quirk at all, but he has he has a gold tooth. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> how could I love Cage anymore? Give the man a gold, gold tooth. tooth. <laughs> um, um at this point, though, after the pizza has been ordered, the busybodies, as I call them, or mm. as he he thinks their name is the Rommels, doesn't he? He's yeah, like, because that's the name that's on the dog, isn't it? Yeah, which yeah. I think the dog's name must be Rommel. Yeah. Uh, but um, they come home, and what do you know? He's not. He's back. He's back up to three hostages yep. as opposed to the original one. <laughs> then he got two, but then that one is now in a house on his own. So is he technically a hostage? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, tries to get the car keys off of Mister and Missus Rommel. Yep. They're not having it, and like this, <laughs> this like kind of not bugged me in a way, but obviously it's supposed to be like a. A hostage situation. Nobody seems to take him seriously whatsoever. No, like, <laughs> it's like, like shotgun in hand and everything. And he's like, nope. Yeah, they're <laughs> sat in the back of the car. He's trying to get the key. He's trying to find the keys off of them. And they're kind of playing like a kind of childish game of he's trying to open the door. And they just they're keep locking the, lock. the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like even Sam man. Jackson's getting pissed off of it as well. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the man's got a fucking shotgun. Yeah, like, like don't don't fuck about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't fuck around. <laughs> Um, oh fucking yeah and um whilst this is happening the chief manages to um slip free of like being taped into a chair yep (laughs) Um, (laughs) stepping on broken glass falling down the stairs (laughs) this film is like somewhere like i don't know it's yeah it's tonally it's I would liken it being somewhere between The Breakfast Club and Home Alone. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know, with Police Academy chucked in there. Like, it's like, it's a melange of... With some uh, odd, like, racial co- uh, stereotype and commentary in there as well. Yeah, definitely, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so he gets free, he speaks to Amos on the radio... You you realise then that like I oh know no, no uh, still he doesn't he still thinks that he's in the house that he's just come out of yeah nobody realises yet that they're actually at the Gilman's house yeah um 
But Cage and, thinks that they're at the Gilman's house now. Yeah, yeah. He thinks, yeah, Cage thinks they're now at that house because he's like, "Oh, we're outside. We're coming to get you." Yeah, they're still at the OG house. Yeah, they're still at like Sterling's house. Yeah, like he's none the wiser though. Um, it turns out as well that Cage had taken the tape off of the chief because the chief yeah. had taken it off of the reporter because he was realised that this incriminating stuff on there yeah <laughs> and it's kind of here where you realise that the Gilmans are what they are because he keeps calling them the Rommels and he's like yeah I don't know why you keep calling me that like that's not my yeah. name it's Gilman which like leads yeah leads Amos to be like oh that's the name on this tape yeah <laughs> and <laughs> he's like oh what like what's on there like like and there again they're not taking him seriously. The man has a shotgun in his hand. They're kind of kind of tackle him. Yeah, he's trying to like wrestle the tape off of him and whatnot. And it's just like the man has a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they say like he says to them like he's saying like what's on the tape? What's on the tape? He's like, is it something kinky? <laughs> <laughs> Again, another amazing delivery. Like it's not just the line itself; it's the way it's delivered. That's what I love about this. Like. It's it's a first class courier. Yeah. It's no it's no Hermes or Yodel delivery. No. Nope. You're getting top notch delivery from Nicolas Cage and we fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, the tape is revealed and the Gilmans are fucking racists. They're like uh, bottom of the barrel people. Yeah. Um To which obviously pisses off um Andrew. Yeah. Even definitely. more so. And he kind of realises that like what what the plan was like he yeah. realizes their plan was to cover up the fact that the chief is incompetent and obviously yeah. they had racially profiled him from the get go yeah um and whilst this happens a police uh, a p- police pizza girl turns up yep and things get Cage finally a gets his pizza weird. yeah because how old would you say this girl I uh, like. 15, 16 tops. Yeah, like doesn't she even say that she's like at school or something and she's just doing pizza during the summer? Yeah, and he's just like, he's flirting with her, he's trying to get her to come to Canada with him. Like, yeah. I don't know, it just took a real weird turn for a couple of minutes there. Yeah. I had no idea <laughs> what was going on. Um, Amos ties up the Gilmans with their bondage gear, which I thought was a really good, like, really good moment. Oh, uh, yeah, and it's at the moment that the uh, pizza girl turns up that they realise that the police aren't outside the house. Yep. That they're scot free, basically. Like, nobody's, yeah, nobody's looking for them. No. Um, the police storm the OG house as well don't they like yeah but one of the guys goes in early trying to be some kind of saviour Rambo yeah like he's blacked his face up again as well like (laughs) (laughs) he ends up like getting they throw a grenade in or is it it is a grenade yeah and like it does like that's the thing like there's nothing to it no well no because obviously because it's like you know late 80s early 90s so you know they, they don't kill people but yeah, 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 you know yeah. they just blow a bit of smoke in their face and yeah. that's it <laughs> he's kind of sort of hides under a bed like the police come in and <laughs> full on like smashing the place SWAT teams and yeah, everything yeah. yeah find him also by the way while all this has been going on uh, the interrogator has been no no sorry not the interrogator the negotiator has been on the phone to what he thought was Amos the entire time yeah. and it's pretty much just been telling the guy like his, his life, life story, story. Yeah, yeah. just like going on about how like when he was a kid he wanted a pony yeah. <laughs> and all this kind of stuff is brilliant um, and then like yeah he stor- like they storm in they catch this guy that obviously they think is Amos. Yeah. And the chief just goes along with it because he's like, I don't want him to find out at this point that I'm an incompetent arsehole. Yeah. Like, I've been all the way through. <laughs> so they just go with it. They say, yep, he's, yep, that's that's definitely, that's definitely him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, then Amos finally gets the keys. Oh, and we, at this point as well, we see a ferry ride journey of the evangelical church members yeah all coming over They're all singing singing <laughs> they've got uh 
they've got fiery pikes like yes. they're, they're they're full on they are they are meaning business yep um yeah so amos gets the keys and then says to Andrew that they've got to stay together, that they're a couple of gangsters. Like, yeah. That's it. We're in it together. We've kind of, yeah, we've like, we've gone past the point of, I think it's the, the chief says as well that he's going to get um, Andrew done for attempted murder for the frying pan around the face. Yep. So that obviously works. now they're both kind of, yeah, they're both on the run. Yeah, they're both they're both on the run. Um, but then Andrew offends Amos because he says to him like, "You're just a nickel and dime criminal." Yeah, like, and to get back at him, he says, "Well, you're the worst. You're the worst black man I've ever met." Like, or even saying, "You're the whitest black man that's, I've ever you're met." The wh- whitest. Yeah. Like, Sorry, I did not mean to. I wrote worst. <laughs> I did not mean that. Like, I, I'm. Had the sentiment of, like you are, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but yeah, I'm not trying. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and then they oh. end up. Well, just, well, yeah. <laughs> Talk about race. And get a bit like two white guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh God! Uh, right, so um, they end up rocking on like. The yeah, they end up rocking all over the. They park, have a scuffle, yeah. Rolling around on the grass. Yep. Uh, Amos is like, oh, like I got hay fever. Oh, like, freshly cut grass. <laughs> um, and Andrew gets yeah, pulls a, pulls the shotgun on him. Yeah. And I, I whilst watching the film, I turned around to Ethan and said, like the music. It's really nice. It's really tender and sweet. It's kind of like an instrumental version of. You've got a friend in me from the <laughs> Toy Story soundtrack, but all the while, he's got a gun pointed at <laughs> someone's fucking head. I just didn't like. I didn't get it. Like, no, there was. I swear there was a line that Sam Jackson says as well, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it's oh. a really. It's, I, I found it to be like quite a weird moment. Yeah, uh, and the police then call in like. Some weird hillbilly as well with a couple of bloodhounds. Yeah, who comes out of just nowhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like some yeah, full on like yeah, hillbilly characters like stereotypical okay. kind of like beaten up old hat with like some dungarees on yeah. and, like a red t shirt. And like yeah, he's two with a couple of bloodhounds. Just... Yeah, he looks like he looks like straight out of like a animated Disney film. Aristocats or something like that. Or like I just think, yeah, I kept thinking, um, the rescuers, like yeah, like down, down down in the bayou, like hey, come on, boys, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the evangelical church members all turn up and kind of like demanding Andrews, like yeah, yeah, they're saying like, they're saying like um, we want Sterling, <laughs> like they're saying like where's brother Sterling? Sterling. They're like they're going mental. They're kind of like having a bit of friction with the police, like they're saying. Like, we want, we want brother Sterling. They say like he's not yeah. here, and like there's like an argument. There's obviously more misconceptions about what people mean. Cause, like, <laughs> we don't want you people here, <laughs> <laughs> which obviously like sounds racist, but it's, like, I think it's more to do with like they just don't want people. They end up kind of scuffling and like yeah, they just like yeah, just storm them. <laughs> those weird fiery like torches that they were carrying definitely came into play here yep. because they end up setting light to some <laughs> curtains and the house is now on fire as if poor Andrew's night couldn't get any worse um, yeah Amos tries to leave um, yep. he takes the car Andrew's just kind of like said that's it I'm not going like He's I'm like stay as smokes. Yeah, didn't he say just like yeah. fuck it, I'm going home. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, exactly. Um, the pizza girl as well. Um, Amos had said to her, like, "Here's the tape. Please give it to a reporter." Yeah, they'll know what to do with it. And yeah, she funnily enough ends up giving it back to the uh, to the freelance reporter, Mister Old Eyebrows. Yeah, eyebrows, <laughs> which she only knew that he was uh, a reporter because. The sun visor of his car, he has a, like, 
press sticker. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like a kind of laminated, like... It's almost like the 90s version of... Uh, you remember, like, in those old, like, either, like, 50s or 60s, um, uh, like, pictures or even, like, TV shows from back then? Like, you have, like, you know, like, the press, they'd be wearing, like, their trilbies or their fedoras and they have a little press sticker yeah, 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 in the yeah, side yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, like, this is, like, the early 90s version of that. Hey, I, I work for the press, boys. Right. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Um... Andrew's like just walk home though doesn't end does doesn't go smoothly because the bloodhounds um, catch are, up with yeah, him are looking for him they fucking chasing him like all the way through some like lovely meadows well not so lovely because he's getting chased through the blood, yeah the bloodhounds and some weird hillbilly <laughs> but um. <laughs> Fortunately enough, though, uh, Amos does end up coming across this and manages to veer the bloodhounds in a kind of direction just like ends up circling them really yeah, doesn't yeah, he? yeah. he gets he gets he gets andrew into the car and they kind of like everything's calm and then yeah. the bloodhounds he has he has like andrew has this amazing idea because they've got the chief's badge yeah and they call over the bloodhounds they sniff the scent going straight after him um he's doing like a press conference yeah, saying like, yeah, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. The blood, like the bloodhounds oh, are coming. Sorry, there was one line in there that I um, I remember as well. Them saying about like, oh, but what actually happened to Andrew Sterling? And he was just sort of like, oh no, I'm so happy that he's like he's living on the island. Yeah, like completely evades <laughs> the question <laughs> and comes off as like covering up racism. Yeah, almost. yeah, yeah. it's just um, like. <laughs> But, like, yeah, and at this moment, yeah, old eyebrows comes out with the videotape, like, oh, Chief, wouldn't the press like to see this videotape? Uh, he's getting interviewed. It kind of does this weird, like, when the bloodhounds kind of catch up with the commissioner like this, this fade. Like, did you oh, know? yeah. <laughs> there was, like, yeah, this, like, really slow motion-y kind of thing going on. It's just like, oh, I guess that's the kind of end of that, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of you, don't, you don't see him really get his comeuppance, but obviously it is implied. Um, yeah. And then we get the next day with... Uh, it looks like just Amos on his own, to begin with. Like, getting yeah. on the ferry out or off of the island. Mm. And you see him, like, drive past the car with a... Uh, black lady who says, um, "Oh yeah, I'm uh, Mrs. Sterling, Andrew Sterling. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Uh, don't worry, I've got a ticket, I've got a reservation here." And then, like, he kind of like hears this, is like, "Oh, like this is cool. your cue." <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Wakes up Andrew, who's actually in the back. He says, "Like, here you go. Like, here's like be reunited with your your wife." Hmm. They kind of have like a little moment as well, where like. Um, earlier on in the film, Amos had stolen his watch. Yeah, yeah, I don't actually remember that. Really yeah, I don't, I, yeah, yeah, I don't actually. Remember, I remember him mentioning the watch, but yeah, I don't remember him stealing it. I don't know. Maybe that's edited out. Maybe. Uh, oh, I don't know. I'll probably have to watch it again at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Fine tooth comb. Yeah. Um, and he says to him like. He says, you like, you can keep it. Yeah. Doesn't he? And he's like, and then they kind of, they like, Amos calls him bro. Yeah. Which has been a point of contention earlier on in the film because he's like, don't call me brother. You're not my brother. Like, yeah. the racial tension high. He's like, don't worry about it, brother. <laughs> ah. And then it's just so lovely. Amos drives off to Canada and then Q. Suburban Nightmare by Sir fucking Mix-A-Lot. <laughs> what did you think of that song? Like, I don't think they've done that in films in so long where he essentially... Raps the plot. Raps the plot of the film. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, I can't... I really can't remember the last time that happened. Like, yeah. it was a big trope in the 90s. Yeah, definitely. Though. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I was it like... 
Turtles. I remember the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, you got the Ninja rap and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got like Adam's family, like uh, Adam's family values as well. Oh my god, yeah, they have a rap song as well. Who did? Like, there was someone quite noble who did that as well. I swear by God. Will Smith? No, I don't think it was Will Smith. No, it wasn't Will Smith. Will Smith did that. uh, How was it? Nightmare on My Street. Have you ever heard that? Like the? No, um, I haven't. It's like a kind of Nightmare on Elm Street style, like rap song he did, which is hilarious. Oh man, was that like? Is this like early Will Smith? Yeah, or? yeah. So it's like it's like you know like, like Fresh Prince kind of era. Yeah, yeah like oh, helping wow. my mum and dad do the dishes, like that 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 Will Smith era. Yeah, I like, need to hear done this. to the original like original like Nightmare on Elm Street like theme oh with God, some terrible man. drums on it. It's, <laughs> it's fucking great. So like yeah, if you guys don't want to watch this film, you can always just look on YouTube for Sir Mix a lot. Um, suburban nightmare. Yeah, suburban. Not even suburban, <laughs> which is how the word is spelt and pronounced. No, he's changed the spelling to suburban. Yeah. Uh, no fucking explanation. Like, I think even Suburban Nightmare would still work in context of the song as well. Like, I mean, the way that it's still yeah, 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 said. Like like, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although, I was going to say one thing you did forget to say at the end, though. Um, you did say that, like, you know, uh, Nicolas Cage, you know, goes off to Canada. Kind of goes the wrong way a bit. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that's mentioned the song as well. It's like, he doesn't know he's north from south. <laughs> like, it's fucking nuts. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like, um, but, oh, so guys, you've heard, like, what we have to say about this film. Yeah. Now it's time to see what people who actually know what they're talking about have to say about it. So the three scores we've got this week, obviously I always go on what Google gives me as the top three scores. So we're in for a treat this week because we have... IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and the late great Roger Ebert yes. is providing us with a score this week. Who, um, funnily enough, um, the one of the uh, Mr. Gilman, yeah, Mr. Gilman looks quite a lot like Roger Ebert. <laughs> so let's see if Roger Ebert liked that. Um, yeah. So IMDb, how much? Like, how much you reckon him? Like, what I... do you reckon? What do you reckon? People like like actual credible people think about this film, not a couple of idiots. I like kind of us. wonder because, like, I mean, I I feel like it try, like it somewhat succeeded in what it tried to do and whatnot. I like I like I I guess I I guess that IMDb would give it about like a six out of ten. Uh, yeah, yeah, five point five. Oh, so like, <laughs> okay then. <laughs> um, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, how do you reckon that's going? <laughs> I don't know, man. That's probably going to end up being lower, I guess. Yeah, but... 21%. Hey! <laughs> yep, I thought that's quite unfair. <laughs> and Roger Ebert, classic score out of four. Out of four, I'm going to say a two. 2.5. Hey! So... that. Yeah, so not too bad. Obviously, yeah. I think we probably enjoyed it a lot more than yeah. these people did. But what do they know? Yeah. They're idiots. They're not. <laughs> We're the idiots. Um, I don't know. I've, I think part of my thingy was I'm paying seven ninety nine for this. I'm going to yeah. fucking enjoy it whether I like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So, yeah. So, if anyone wants to, like, I don't know, if anyone wants to stalk you online, Ethan, uh, what's the best way to do it? Like, uh, So, I'd personally say either, yeah, like, follow me on Twitter or Instagram. I believe both my handles on those are Ethan underscore Valentine. Nice. And, yeah, um, Twitter, I've been trying to update it a little bit more recently. I just chat shit about what's going on in the world. And Good. then Instagram, uh, now and again, I post pictures of art and shit, and that's about it. Yeah, but, like... Ethan always, like, puts up really nice, like, opinions on, like, really heartfelt opinions on films and stuff like that, which I always, like, always look at and go, like, oh, like, that's, that's really, like, it's good to see someone who talks about, like, not just this film is good, this film is bad, like, I don't know, if it has, like, any emotional value or like what you took from it which is always always good like good to me yeah i mean like i guess my my like my most my, my most recent post was definitely about that which was about uh the most recent wonder woman film yeah. which i'd highly recommend going to see if you're you know if you feel kind of a bit down about the current <laughs> climate of the world and whatnot there's been a lot of shit going on this well, is like, definitely a film that i think would yeah by the time know. this one goes out like hopefully things have got better uh, 
we're recording this on the 4th of June and won't be released for like two or three weeks, so we could be living in a whole new world. Yep. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it was great. Um, obviously, I've been Petrus Pat Syllabus. I've been Ethan Valentine O'Connell. We've been Caged In. You've been Rad. Bye! Bye! This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, A Drip Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.